Hey everyone, Ryan here again. Um, this week's show kind of continues off from last week's episode where Scott and I were just hanging around my kitchen table, just kind of talking and shooting the shit with no real topic in mind and, and no notes or anything like that. Uh, once again, because we're around my kitchen table, you're going to hear stuff like my heater click on. Um, Scott had this annoying habit of he kept hitting his slamming his cup on the table, which is something we've had lots of uh, guests do when they've been on the show. And I don't know why Scott decided to do that, but that was annoying. But it's in there. Um, but over the course of the the short talk we have, uh, you'll hear me continue to mumble more and more as I keep drinking. And somehow Scott started sobering up, and he really had some great insights in in here. We talk a little bit about what it means to have a legacy as far as our work goes how comics really are just a job you know every, everybody wants to be an artist or everybody wants to work in comics but once you're in comics it really is just a job and, and how we deal with that and uh touch a little bit on, on on working on books that we dreamed about drawing when we were kids like scott's uh scott's drawn superman i'm sure when he first started drawing comics he thought that was a book he would love to draw one day and he was able to do that so this episode um again it's, it's shorter than our normal episodes, but it's longer than what I would like to do for a chaser. And also, selfishly, uh, we're barreling down at episode 100, so I don't want to put any more chasers in there. But also, I think the talk is really, really good, especially Scott touches on some really great things as far as those, what I mentioned earlier, legacy, working in comics, freelancing, that sort of stuff. There's some really good stuff in here from Scott, and he really kind of carried the episode, so... Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. We march on towards episode 100. We have a, um, if you go to tigshow.com right now, there is a new shirt up there for sale and it's called the Centennial shirt. So it's the design that I made to celebrate the 100 upcoming 100th episode. So, um, please hop on over to that. It's, I think it's $18 and then there's going to be like $5 in shipping. So $23, you can support the show, rock out some cool swag. Also, real quick, before we uh, get into this episode, there's a uh, we got an email from uh, Jen Lee, an artist who used to live in Arizona and now has moved on to uh, greener pastures. And uh, she has a Kickstarter running right now, and, and she sent us an email. And uh, surprisingly, she said some nice things about Scott. She said Scott's voice was among those that first pushed her to, to work in, in comics many, many years ago. Um, Scott says they probably met at the first Phoenix Comic Con in Mesa, which would be like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. And he said they worked on some horror anthology book together that that, uh, he didn't recall the name right off the top of his head. So the comic that that they're working on is called Rising Sand. It's an award-winning series. It it focuses on things like uh, finding your tribe, climate change, accepting death through the lens of lighthearted and gut-wrenching pre-post-apocalyptic world. Uh, it's got a blend of science fiction, some fantasy. Um, it's a it's an adventure for readers of all ages, and uh, there's there's some some fun like an exploding head or two. So it, it seems to have everything for everyone, and uh, it's 90 pages. It's up. It's going to be a, a soft cover trade. Uh, the artwork looks amazing. It's up on Kickstarter right now. So hop on over to Kickstarter.com, search Rising Sand, and uh, help them out and pick up a copy. You won't be sorry. Okay, now. Follow us on Twitter at Ryan Cody, at Scotty God. Follow the show on Instagram 
at TIG underscore show. You can follow it on Twitter also at TIG underscore show. You can follow Scott on Instagram at Scotty God, and you can follow me on Instagram at RyanCody75. Thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes Scott Godleski and Ryan Cody talk about life, work, comics, and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show and online at www.tigshow.com T-I-G-S-H-O-W dot com Don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show. Go on yourself, big man. You want to be the big dick in the pond, or you're already the big I dick in the pond. I think it's fish. No, it's dick. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's a big dick. So you're either already the big dick in the pond, you want to be the big dick in the pond, or you, um, those two, that's it. You make decisions on being these people. People you want to be. You make decisions based on people you want to be. Does that make sense? I feel like we will never have an episode yeah, out of this. Slightly. But yes, you don't just make decisions because if we all made decisions, we would all just be lazy motherfuckers. Okay. Now, we could just pay our rent. But you and I, we have a career that is, especially you. I think you're talking about goals. No. Than... No, profile. What's the difference? Um, you can be high in profile and not have a current goal. You can be a popular person in your industry and not have a goal in mind. You know what I'm saying? No. No, you can. You can ask. You can ask backwards yourself into being super popular in a certain um, niche area. Okay. That's not what you wanted to be in. Let's say you drew a. Uh, oh God. Right, what do you draw? That's good. Nothing. Let's <laughs> say you drew a really good uh, mummy, right? Oops. And then yeah, all of a sudden you're the, the you're, you're the dude who's a mummy dude. Boy. And then you just find yourself being like the mummy dude. But that's not the dude, that's not the dude you want to be. Dude. That's not the dude you want to be. No. But you I find be the vampire dude. But you find yourself just doing mummy drawing dude cuz you got to pay a bill. Yeah. Where, where were we at? Whoring your, yourself out. What's your carrot? I like that question. What is your carrot? Yes. Don't you I know ask what the mine same is. question. No. <laughs> I want a career. I want a family. Like, my carrot is is what I have. Mormon. I think that that's what you were trying to ask is, what is the carrot? Like, what is it that, that you leads know, you? It's it's you. It's what you're leaving behind. It's what it's how people remember you. And, and the, the easy, cheap answer is your kids. Your kids are your legacy. But, you know, after one generation, then you're gone. Because your grandkids, as much as they may love you, they're not going to give a shit about you. No one does. Um, But what you leave behind is going to live on. Um, I think it was... I think it was a Carl Sagan quote that... um, I don't know it word by word, but that um, books are like um, 
the truest form of magic, where an author can speak directly to whoever it is that's reading the book, regardless of um, the time that has passed or um, whatever. So, you know, a book written in 1790 or whatever, the, the voice is still the same being spoken into the head of a kid reading it in 2018. Uh, so, I, I would like to think that my shit will live beyond me. Um, I know that most of what I do is going to be forgotten the month after it's on stands, but somewhere in some library, my name is going to be in a book somewhere that some kid is going to be reading for ever. Yeah. Um, well, is that... I don't know. That means a lot to me. But is that really... Are you really concerned about your children and grandchildren holding a legacy of you? Or are you more concerned about, I want to be remembered? I made a difference. It's almost the same, but it's not the same. It's One is it, very selfish, like, and I, I get that. I am super selfish. It's, so I get that. It, it's like... The really the only way to be immortal is to live forever in the minds of somebody. Some right. in you know a uh, hundred years or whatever, somebody's gonna pick up some Superman trade at some library, and their eyes are gonna read across my name. You know, they're not going to register it. They're not going to think about it. They can't but. pronounce it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but, but it'll happen. And right. Then, um, you know, you're, you may not have noticed, but your brain did. And I don't know. It's, um, it, it, I think it's more a romantic thought than anything. But, um, yeah. Well, I yeah, I, my my kids are my kids, and they will love me and remember me, and I'll have, hopefully, I'll have grandkids, and, you know, I'll do whatever I can for them, and they'll have, you know, nice memories of whatever it is that I do. But after that, that's it. But... You know, the work you put out there, hopefully, it's going to... Right. Um, especially now, like, um, the digital age with the internet. They say everything, you know, on the internet lasts forever. It doesn't uh -huh. go away. Yeah. I like to think that's true. But... Yeah. I... I don't know. I think about legacy... A lot, you know. It is. Is it? I don't know. I I, I like the idea of. Yeah. Sort well, of. So let me phrase it. Going on. Yes. I I feel the same. By the way, you're cute as shit right now. I just want to say you're adorable. By the way, secondary. 
Um, do you think of so like <laughs> so, so so like a legacy? If there is the job, the job that we do. Mm-hmm. If you, I like to call it that. That's why I tell my kids when they call me, I'm working. So the job that we do, it's important. It's important that it's not wasted, right? Does that make sense? Like, it's important that it's a job. It's important that our children think that what we do is a job. Okay. There, I think there's two different So that's the pieces. legacy. That's the legacy, though. Um, yeah? It is a job, and it, it's important that the people who depend on you know that it's a job. Right. And that you're working. Yes. Um, Stop doing that, by the way. I'm not. No, I know. Stop. <laughs> the, the audio doesn't. The audio doesn't love it. <laughs> um, but the people that don't know you are only going to know you through that. But they don't know you through that. No, the but who, the people who. But do, it, it's the same as this. It's the same as this podcast. Yes. That people think that they know you. They, they listen to you every week. Yeah. And they feel like they're hanging out with right. you. Right. And they feel like they're. Like I'm still trying to get to the a point. part of what's. I, I don't want to. I'm just gonna say a part of what's happening, but for what however long it is, an hour, an hour and a half every week, they're yes. a part of what is happening with you. Yeah, I think part of that comes with with what you're working on, like like. I got, a, I got one of my kids texted me the other day. He's like, are you working? It was like 11.30 in the day. Yeah, the I'm, day. I'm working. Like 11.30 a.m. Are you working right now? Uh, sure. Whether I'm working or not, the answer is always yes. I am doing something. Because whatever I'm doing is going to contribute to the... The bill's getting paid or blah, blah, blah. Right. But I feel like if, if if he knew that I was the regular artist on Superman, that text would not have come. No, it would still come. Does it? Yeah. Um, so your kid, yeah, let's do this. My your kids, your don't kids care. they don't care, but they know. You're, I, can't, I can tell my kids what I'm working on. It doesn't ring a bell because they don't know that property. No. So if you tell your kids, I'm currently drawing an issue of Batgirl. They'll still text you, and be like, "What are you doing right now?" They don't now? care. No, they they don't. All, all, it's it's a weird thing. Like all their parents care, right? Like it's really cool. I I, I feel like I feel like the cool kid whenever we go somewhere because everybody's super impressed and they have a bunch be, of questions. So nice, must be um, cool as shit. Um, you kids are very young. yeah. I could get any chick in that room. Yeah, um, <laughs> the super girl room. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it. I mean, it's cool to me too, but to me, it's just work. Yeah, like I, what they see is right. You know, but you it's know. so weird how work, hobby becomes work within like three months. Like it's just a paycheck. That's all the difference. It is a weird thing. Yes. Um. It, it, even now, I've been doing this for almost four years, and you're a baby. Um. I, I still don't. Yes. It's still hard for me to separate right. the things. Like when I had the day job and I'd be drawing, like 
the drawing money would be just like extra money that mm -hmm. I can do whatever with. And so my brain still hasn't taken those two things yes. and married them together. Right. It's a pretty funny thing. Like, You know, I, I met with my counselor on Thursday and one of the things he did was ask me to come up with new hobbies because the thing that I used to do right. was draw. Right. And, but now it's my job. Oh. So now it's associated with work and stress and all that yes. shit. Yes. Um, whatever I'm going to come up with is just bullshit because I don't have time for anything. Yes. Um, I think I settled on like playing guitar or piano or something because I have both in my house but I don't know how to do either of them. <laughs> I um, have a guitar. Yeah. So, so, so just lie to your counselor. But no, all I had to do was come up with something. I, yeah. He didn't oh. ask me to actually No, because he's, he's mailing it in to, yeah. to go back to a conversation you, we all had much earlier. No, he, he... He's not mailing it in. He's, but, he's... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, he's telling you to do something and based on a, a guy who has all the time in the world and has no kids and doesn't have, like, he, they tell you to do things, but yeah, it, it doesn't take into account I, the fact not, that it's you're... It's not realistic. It's not feasible. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know how... I, it's not something I'm supposed to accomplish. Like I'm not supposed to bring in my guitar and play him a song or something in like three weeks. Or Thank God. Um, Have you picked up the guitar at all? I I got it down off of the wall this past <laughs> week because I needed it for reference. <laughs> um, but no, I haven't. I haven't played it seriously in yeah. fuck sixteen years. Are you a guitar player? I'm not. You know, I do, got do it. Fiddle, I, I asked my parents for it for <laughs> my birthday one year, and I got it. And the, the guy I was living with has, at the time was a guitar player. He played. So he tried to teach me. And I figured because, you know, I'm an artist, I've got, I must have good hands. So I figured I, it would be something to keep my hands busy while I wasn't drawing, and I must be good at it, but... I just never, I just never got into it. Um, yeah, that's a. I don't know. I. I mean, I have good hands. I know. Oh, I I know as well. Like Jimi Hendrix hands or I, I, like I Jim Lee hands. I I have no I I don't know. You'd, be, you'd better have a Jim Lee hands. <laughs> I, 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 I don't job. know. Oh, oh so you were saying? So here it comes back to the. You just drop. You just dropped Jim Lee out of nowhere. The descent of man. Who the fuck man. are you? What the fuck is going on here? It all comes back to sex. I I'm told this thing. <laughs> wow. So that's why I've always wanted to have sex with you. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the beard. It's your hands. I forgot where we were. Um. Uh, I'm fascinated with. It's a weird thing. Someone who, in my mind, so don't put me in whatever, in my mind, you have all the talent and potential in the world. So let's say that. I'll take your word for it. Thank you. So I'm fascinated in that, how that, how that, how you think about that? How do you process that? I don't. 
I don't think about it. We all wanted to be comic artists when we were kids. We all wanted to draw certain books. You get you get the chance to do that, right? Yeah. Okay. You're drawing big books. Okay. You might not be you might not be a Greg Capullo. You might not be on that level, but you're still drawing big books. You always wanted to draw these kind of books. So when you get to draw these books, is it like, oh, it's a gig and I got to do it so I can get another gig? Or is it a, I fulfilled a lifelong dream? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it, no, can, can, no, can you, can you, can you take two seconds and be like, I fucking did it? Um, no matter what, I did two I issues I, of I this. I did that with the first book. With, like, when I initially got the email about my first Superman book, I was like, I, I got it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it doesn't take long for that to turn into work like any other work. Um, and now, it—that—that's the freelance thing. Is where every project is an audition for the next project, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yes. there's uh, Pardon me while you there, there's there's very little time I think to sort of um, sit back and appreciate or um, it, it if you're serious about anything I feel like it's like a laurel free sort of business where you can't just sit back and really sort of say oh yeah this is yeah yeah I this think, is anything I think the time between I made it and oh shit I gotta keep I gotta keep this up so I can keep making a payment is like a day yeah it's, yeah. it's very short right so the joy of so people who listen to this podcast they might be like oh all you gotta do is do this and do this no 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 that's the easy part We and, we, and we've talked about that yeah. people have talked about that I mean the, the easy part is getting the gig the hard part is keeping it's working. staying there. Yes, yes. It's keeping your foot in the door. That's right. the hardest part. Yeah, absolutely. So to me, that was I was never on the. I mean, I've never been on the. I hate this word, but I'm going to say it. I've never been on the profile that you're on or that you've done. But it it fucking sucks. It's it's work. It's hard. It, it's. Drawing the comics is easy. That's the easiest part. Doing the work is the easiest part. Getting the work. Keeping your profile. Keeping more work. Staying there. Raising your profile. Uh-huh. You know, outside of whatever. Scott Snyder or... Uh, uh, Tom King. Tom King. Yeah. Or, you know, whoever's reading Batman is reading Batman because it's Batman. It doesn't yeah. matter who's drawing it. Yeah, it just has to be out on time where the Batman readers expect right. it to be. It is. I, so I, I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, um, it is more than anything. It is a production. Yeah, it really is. It is a production yeah. service. Yep. It's no different than if you're at Walmart and you make you make a fucking cog that goes in something else that's popular. You know, if you if Coleman makes a very popular tent and you're the dude who makes the fucking nylon cord for that Coleman tent, <laughs> you know, that's that's me. I'm the dude who can make a solid cord 
that will then be bought up by Coleman, which will then be bought up by Walmart, that will then be sold to the consumer. That's me. Yeah. It, it, you know, you're you're you you might be the dude who it's you might be the dude who uh, wholesales to Coleman. You're you're higher up on the totem pole. Yeah, but it's, we're it, all on the totem pole. Yeah. I have no illusions otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I I, I understand that I'm a cog and that I'm yeah. lucky to. You know, pull whatever right. um, project it is that I, uh, that is I a, end up on. Yeah. Um, it, I think the saving grace is, though, that the people sort of running the machine are, are great people to work with. Um, so I, I feel, I don't, I don't throw this word around very often but yeah i feel blessed to know the people i do at dc and have them um have the relationships that i do um because i mean without that there isn't anything else yeah so as much as it is sort of this big machine that that is going to go on regardless of what pieces make it up the pieces that do make it up are they're the, good pieces they're, they are yeah. they really are like i like all of the people right i work with because they're good people um uh, all of us are part of this thing and right um and and you realize you're part of this thing and i think if you're it, it it sounds weird, but I think if you, you you're not grateful, you're, um, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's not that you're a fucking asshole, but that you it's like you expect too much. Well, the thing and, is, and it's not. Yeah. I I mean, saying it like that makes it sound like it's mm-hmm. it, it's this thing you should be thankful you're a part of. Yeah. Um. But you should. You really should. Right. Um, but not for like any sort of like uh, diabolical or nefarious right. reasons. Right. But but because the people there really do care. Yeah. And they're and everybody is really trying their best to make the yeah. best thing that they can. Yeah, it's a weird thing where like you're like I'm super proud to be in this situation. Um, but it's a monthly periodical. Sure. So, yeah. like, next month, I'm either super proud to be in yeah. this or I'm super pissed I'm not in this. But I'm also, like, it's like, I'm going to give everything I have. And then six weeks, it's going to reset. Five weeks, it's going to yeah. reset. Yeah. And no one gives a shit about you or... Yeah. That's how it is. Yeah. Um, so you have to give everything it, you have and then you have to immediately have to reset. Yeah. Yeah. That's comics. It's so it's, it's weird. Yes, it's it, it's this great sort of like yeah environment, and yeah. and the people are just yeah awesome. But it's so unforgiving. Yes, that if right, um, it is. It's not. It's, it's I I yeah. guess it's like paint, playing for the, like the Patriots or something where it, people complain about. Like like Bill Belichick, that he's such a fucking hard ass, and right. the system is just so rigid and everything. 
but you do what he asks you to do, and you'll have a job forever. Um, yeah, it's it, it is so bizarre where. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so That's happy really be, what it is. I, it's so I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be. I'm so overworked. I'm so overworked. I'm so overworked. You're out of a job. That that yeah. That's what so, it is. That's I mean, what, a lot of what it's fucking crazy. I, I can't speak for Marvel or whatever, yeah. but it's a lot of wait and then hurry up. Yeah. Um. So. You but know, but it, you are and you are expected to be happy when the hurry up comes. You're thrilled to get the job. You're thrilled to whatever, but then the job is like you gotta knock the shit out in two weeks. You know, it's a lot of hurry up and wait, but when it's your time to hurry up, you should be thrilled. Right? Uh, yeah, right? sure, maybe. I mean, I, it's so fucking bizarre. I, I've never, I personally, I've never been asked to do anything on a crazy sort of timeline. I don't know, man. I feel, sometimes I feel, sometimes I feel it's so weird for me. Sometimes I feel like uh, I will never, you know, even if you're in a spot where you're kind of like, am I doing fill-ins and I'm, am I on a book? Am I whatever? I'll never even get to that spot. So then I think about you and I'm like, why the fuck don't wonderfully talented editors and publishers just hire you on a monthly book so you can just fucking relax, you know, like. The views and opinions of this host <laughs> just <laughs> do not represent just get, both parties in this podcast. Just get Scott to a point where he can just fucking relax. That's what I want. I want you to be relaxed. Because you're there. You're ready. You're there. You're the dude. You can do it. We're not all there. You've never been offered to do it. You've never been offered that opportunity to do it. But not all of us can do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're there. It, it, it you're, would. You're that dude. You could do it. I think it would add several years onto my life. You could do to it to be able to <laughs> just relax. And yeah. Just do a book. Yeah. I, I've I've talked to writers who's like I've talked to writers who's like I feel so bad for my artist because it's so easy for me to do what I'm doing. I don't remember who it was. Um, there, there used to be this, this shitty old saying that um, comics have like an unlimited budget compared to movies, but that, and then I heard some writers say, "Well, that's bullshit because your budget is however long it takes the artist to draw whatever it is that you come up with." I think it, it might have been Dance Lot. Some of the best writers in comics right now write like write like six books a month. Eisner Award winners. Well, I Eisner Award winners write like three books a month. I think scheduling can be deceptive. I get that, saying. but let's say let's say the Eisner Award winner for best writer. He probably writes three books a month. We would call that average. Three. I would say that's average. It's not. You're not straining yourself. It's not. It's it's so artists can't do that. Artists cannot do multiple books a month. It's not physically possible. I'm losing. I'm losing the thread. What are you looking for? What are, you, are you cold? No. What I do don't want? know where my socks were. And then, did I put them in the wash? I think I might have put them in the wash. Did I put them in the wash? I feel at one point I feel like I pulled all my clothes off. <laughs> my boxers.
Say.